0: Hi everyone,
1: it's your daily ten-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the twenty-third of November, twenty twenty-one. Later, the ongoing supply chain issues for businesses. But first, to Woodside and its approval of the largest oil and gas development in Australia in about a decade, called the Scarborough Project. Investors liked it because its shares rose around three and a half percent on the news, and it comes as Woodside's forty. Billion dollar merger with BHP's petroleum assets was sealed. For more, I spoke earlier with Woodside CEO Meg O'Neill. Meg, first of all, what can Woodside now do as a merged company that it couldn't do as a standalone?
2: It's, uh, I think, worth reflecting just a moment on what a tremendous day it's been for Woodside. So, announcing the merger with BHP petroleum business and taking a final investment decision on Scarborough really. Makes this a historic time uh, in Woodside's corporate life. As a merged company, uh, we will have greater geographic diversity. We will have a portfolio of tier one assets uh, in Australia, the Gulf of Mexico, Trinidad and Tobago, uh, and it will give us tremendous optionality as we look forward to invest in not just traditional hydrocarbon projects, but also some of the new energy opportunities. And we'll have the cash flow, the balance, the balance sheet strength. Uh, and the diversification of opportunities to really uh, deliver tremendous return to shareholders across the cycle. On Scarborough, it's a
1: $16.5 billion project, the biggest oil and gas development in Australia in about a decade. What does this say about Woodside's and Australia's role in this type of energy production and supply?
2: Yeah, and the question, of course, coming on the heels of COP26 is a very timely one. As we look to the the world's decarbonization commitments, uh, one of the things that's really apparent is gas has a very important role to play to help the world meet those commitments. When when the world is looking to continue to power economic growth, to lift people out of poverty, you need energy for that. Uh, And when you look at the choices between energy sources, gas is, uh, for the same energy content, has half the emissions of coal. So, when we look at the places where our gas is going, we see a huge opportunity for those nations as they decarbonize to uh, not just use the amount of gas they're using today, but to even increase their gas use as they work towards that uh, net zero future. How do you deal
1: with opponents of such projects or the expansion of oil exploration? Mm-hmm.
2: Look, I I think it's important to have a good conversation with stakeholders. Uh, Obviously, decarbonization is extraordinarily important. Climate change is one of the biggest challenges facing the world today. Uh, And as an energy producer, we recognize we've got a particularly important role to play. So we have our own decarbonization commitments. We've committed to reducing our net emissions by 30% by 2030 on a pathway to net zero by 2050. We're taking steps to deliver those outcomes and looking at Uh, and investing in ways to remove CO2 from the atmosphere. Uh, But we balance that with an understanding that to help the world continue to develop and to meet their energy needs, that uh, a safe, reliable, affordable and relatively lower emissions intensity fuel like LNG absolutely has a role to play.
1: So I know it's a long time away, 2050. How do you see the company? I mean, what will you be pulling out of the ground?
2: Yeah. Look, my my vision is that Woodside uh, thrives through the energy transition. Uh, We've got a near-term portfolio of opportunities that I think will be tremendous in terms of generating the cash flow that we need to uh, deliver future investment opportunities. Uh, But we are progressing our our investment in new energy opportunities, and we've announced a couple of projects recently in Tasmania and Perth. uh, Pretty early stages, but we're working closely with a number of customers to understand how they might offtake products like ammonia or liquid hydrogen at scale. So we see ourselves transitioning over time to invest more in that space, uh, but still being supported by uh, very significant cash flows from our existing portfolio.
1: And just finally, you've been in the resources space for more than 30 years. You're one of only a handful of female CEOs on the ASX 200. Woodside's uh, LGBTI uh, employee network has been recognised as the national level. So I'd love to know a bit more about diversity and inclusion at Woodside and what you think your role is personally, especially in an industry where the workforce, I guess, can be perceived as quite homogenous?
2: Mm-hmm look, as, as a CEO, I think my job is to champion diversity and inclusion. And, and both of those attributes, of course, are important. So diversity means uh, are we building a workforce uh, with a diverse composition, looking at gender, ethnicity, race, uh, sexual orientation, um, Neuro ability, for example, but inclusion is about setting up a culture where all of those people can thrive and that's where I think the magic really lies is setting up a culture where people can speak up where they can put their ideas forward where they can robustly debate ideas and really capture value from the diversity that's within the organization, Uh, and I view my role as being the champion of that culture.
1: Woodside CEO Meg O'Neill there, and it happened on a day where the Australian share market rose. The S&P ASX 200 up 0.8% to 7,410 points. For more, I spoke earlier with Martin Lakos from Macquarie. Martin, the market is up
0: today. Why? Bit of a surprise, Ricardo, really. The uh, the overnight news was really having a, a negative impact on our futures first thing this morning. But it really is all about the resources sector, specifically uh, BHP, Rio, Fortescue, Mineral Resources and Woodside. Uh, and that resources sector almost accounts for half of today's uh, rebound in the markets. And they're very solid rebounds. You know, BHP's up over 4%, as is uh, Rio. Uh, Woodside up over 3%. And Fortescue up almost uh, 10%. Through our day's trading, Uh, look. With the iron ore price is slightly firmer, but it does. I think there's a greater emphasis in the market on this uh, confirmation of this transaction between BHP and Rio. And uh, the part of that that was the positive surprise was an in specie dividend to BHP shareholders, a fully frank dividend. And I think that really has focused investors' minds back again on the resources sector, on the sustainable cash flows at the moment. And they are all very high yielding stocks. Now, that may not last forever, but in the the current cycle, uh, the forecasts are pretty solid uh, dividend yields at this point in time. To
1: what extent do you think a possible fourth wave of COVID around the world, as it spreads particularly in the United States and parts of Europe, how is that likely to impact markets and sentiment?
0: probably sentiment will have some minor impact, but uh, markets will be looking more closely if uh, large economies such as Germany actually have to go through another lockdown. Uh, Now, of course, the news is that uh, the number of cases are rising on a daily basis by almost 50% towards about 30,000 cases. Now, again, the German population is is vaccinated to the extent of about 68% double vax, obviously well behind Australia now. Uh, And so that's inspiring a lot of Germans then to go and get vaccinated. Uh, What really has a greater economic impact is if the economy were forced to be shut down again and i think we're a little way away from that at this point in time but something we're watching pretty closely because quite clearly uh, the the eurozone and the uk basically had a double dip in march of this year uh, because of the uh, the forced lockdowns i had to put in place If
1: we can go into more detail on the corporate story of the day, and that's the go-ahead for Woodside's $16.5 billion Scarborough LNG project, confirmation of its merger as well with BHP Petroleum, what's your take on the deal? Because the share market likes it, shares are up today quite significantly, especially though as the world moves to a more greener
0: future. Look, there's absolutely no doubt there's a focus on a greener future, but uh, the transition towards this greener future is going to take uh, quite some time. And one of the key transition materials, in fact, is going to be LNG gas. Uh, And so for Woodside, this is really uh, plugging a gap uh, in terms of production and total resources uh, exposure that they've had. And that's been one of the things that's been really lacking for for Woodside for some time. Uh, So it's certainly viewed positively in terms of uh, for Woodside over the next number of years. For BHP, although it impacts earnings by about eight percent selling out of their petroleum division there's absolutely no doubt it also reduces the big uh, drain on uh, in regards to capital expenditure and therefore the market is really focusing that bhp will have higher cash flows and then potentially higher payout ratios in dividends to shareholders and that's probably one of the drivers of the share price today Finally, we heard from Kathmandu today telling investors that it is
1: well placed for the upcoming online sales period, even though it is seeing supply chain issues at the moment and globally. Obviously, that is feeding through to inflation. So I guess the question is, how's the market feeling about whether these rises in consumer prices, whether they're transitory or entrenched, and is that
0: changing the way investments are being made? Well, certainly Macquarie's view at the moment, you've got to be recognising that supply chain disruptions are impacting uh, the cost of inputs uh, and, uh, and commodity prices, obviously, uh, and obviously transport costs. But we do think this is transitory because one of the key issues around inflation is wages growth. And we're not seeing substantial wages growth or sustainable wages growth around the world. In fact, labour markets yet have got uh, additional capacity. So sustainable inflation is probably not yet with us. But there's absolutely no doubt that the inflation numbers we're seeing coming out, for example, in the United States, and even to some extent here is very much reflecting on those uh, shorter term disruptions. We think those disruptions are likely to be uh, evening out or more balanced going to the middle of next year. Martin Lakos there from Macquarie.